Well, ladies and gentlemen, now that we clear our throats, we're happy to be back. I realize we have to apologize. We have not been following the two-week schedule. But let me just say, it's the peak of summer. Actually, it's the end of summer. Summer is winding down, but it was the peak. And these you know, last few months, it's been tough to get here every two weeks. Folks, I was in Europe for a while, and then I got sick with this crazy eye infection. Didn't have enough fluid getting to my retina. Michael, it was fairly free, but unfortunately, my schedule did not, did not uh, work out with this. I had a lot of soccer games with the company, a lot of softball games with the company. Had a couple cricket games, but I never actually went to those, and you hate to see it. I apologize to my cricket coworkers. Um, but folks, without further ado, we are happy to be back. And, of course, as is tradition, we're talking Mets, we're talking Yankees, and we got a new segment, like we do every week, called September Storylines. And, Michael, what, is, what exactly is the September Storyline segment? We're going to preview beautiful month of September in MLB. Do you remember? A couple of days into September. Come on, boy. We're going to be previewing it. A lot of things to talk about outside of the Yankees and the Mets, but we will probably also be talking about the Yankees and the Mets in that segment as they are both pretty prevalent when it comes to this particular September. Do you remember? We're going to just talk about the entire league, some of the biggest storylines, as we play out this month. Plenty of storylines to talk about, and boy, how am I excited. So without further ado, I would like to hit you with a little bit of Tommy Bro, Sweet Pea. How we doing? Come on now, boy. Metropolitan Baseball, everybody's favorite New York baseball team. You absolutely gotta love it. The Yanks absolutely have to suck it. That's a guarantee. We're not gonna uh, we're not gonna bicker back and forth on that one. Um, Metropolitans, what can you say other than the roller coaster continues to have its ups and its downs? Folks, there was a tough stretch over the last week and a half where it started off. That week and a half stretch with six straight losses, two straight series sweeps, and we're on the swept end of that sweep. Absolutely hate to see it. Of course, it was against the Braves, the division leader right now, who, despite the Nats' hot surge, it looks like the Braves are not letting up. Folks, they're still top of the crop. The Nats have, without question, been the best team in baseball in the second half so far. They've been having an unbelievable stretch. So good that the insane tear they're on right now, over just the last two weeks, the Nationals' team slash line is 314, 392, 568. Wow. When the team is slashing at a 314 batting average, you absolutely have to tip the cap. As much as it pains us to do it, you have to tip the cap to the Nats. Now, that being said, 
I'm not saying that we can't catch them. Crazier things have happened. <clears throat> Folks, we saw in 2007, the Mets collapsed the most Mets season of all time. We had a comfortable seven-game lead in the division, end up losing over the course of, I think, two and a half weeks. Folks, hate to see it. Now, the Mets, despite these six straight games of getting absolutely rocked, embarrassing losses where the offense suddenly becomes anemic, we can't put up more than one run in these games where I think you know, a third of the games that we lost were very, very low-scoring games. Two of them, I know, in the Brave series were like, you know, two-to-one games, right? So if the offense can do anything more than just put up a single run, you take two of those games from the Braves. Now, what's done is done. Over the last few games, I've been seeing a little bit of a resurgence. Now, the shit stretch that we had two weeks ago, or, you know, over the last two weeks... That was right around when Jeffy Mack was not coming back. He went on the 10-day IL, politically correct, and suddenly, right when that happened, the offense goes to shit. Now, folks, that being said, one player should not have that big of an influence on the team, especially a guy like Jeffy Mack, who, yeah, he's a great hitter. It's not like he's you know, mashing dongs every single game like Big Dick Pete out there. Big Dick Pete, let me tell you, that's a whole nother player. I'm putting him, put him up with, uh, with Senor Judge over on the other side of New York. Very comparable. 43 dongs, beginning September. Gotta love it. Folks, now that Jeffy Mack has, in fact, come back, and with the promotion of Nimmo after his rehab stint from AAA, the team is suddenly getting a jolt of offense. We have now taken two of three from the Phils in the previous series. We just had our first game of a three-game series against the Nats today, in which we had a commanding lead the entire game, 7-0, and then ended up winning 7-3. Suddenly, the Mets offense is now coming into its own. We're back to where it once was. And you're also seeing stellar pitching as well. That's a trend that's continuing. If you exclude Syndergaard's previous start before today, his last start where he got tagged for nine earned, ten runs total in the start. Um, outside of that, second half Syndergaard has a 4-2 four, four record and I believe like a 1-6 ERA. Folks, that's got to be up there with the best in baseball in the second half. Absolutely have to love it. He is the dominant pitcher that we know that he could be. And what a perfect time this is happening, folks. September baseball, crucial games. We got plenty of games now against the Braves, against the Nats, against the Phils. We need to gain some ground. We can do it. I'm riding a little bit of a high, maybe after the last four games. But I think that we have a really solid chance of clawing back. Again, the way that we play the Nats this year, it's a beautiful thing for Mets fans. And especially playing the team that's this hot and you're taking games from them, it's critical. Michael, you, you feel like you got a lot built up inside of you. And I think I feel like it has to be related to this Aaron Judge comparison that I just made. Because why else would your blood be boiling? Other than maybe when we are playing Mario Tennis on the N64, and apparently you just lose the ability to serve with Wario, and you're getting double faults left and right. Ladies and gentlemen, this happened just last night. Me and the big dog were playing Mario Tennis, having a great, good old-fashioned time, just guys being dudes. 
Michael is playing with Wario. I'm playing with Daisy, for the record, who is not the greatest player in the game. And Michael just, like the Mets offense over the last two weeks, goes completely anemic. Serving full-on dookie cakes, baking at 350. The returns, very lackluster, leaving a lot to be desired. Fortunately for Michael, he finally found his way, fought his way back into the game, but over that stretch, he went absolutely silent, folks. And when Michael goes silent, you know there's a problem. Well, just, so like Michael, the, just like the Crosstown Yankees, though, I am resilient, and I'm never out of it. So even though I was down one set, and then a break in the second set and the deciding set, came right back, pummeled him like the Mets like to do. It was, it was a real Yankees against Mets scenario where the Yankees are the resilient bunch, the Mets fold over under pressure, and you hate to see it. But... Folks, we are not here to talk about Mario Tennis. We are here to talk about the Mets for a little bit. Now, I'm sorry, folks. I want to apologize on the train man's behalf. He loses all sense of rationality when it comes to his beloved Metropolitans, even sitting four games out, somehow has all of these nonsense thoughts about his New York Metropolitans. Now, let's talk about something. The Washington Nationals, even after losing to the Mets today, seven and a half games up on the Mets. Listen, the Washington Nationals are not the greatest team ever, but they are not the 2007-2008 Mets who roll over and collapse in the middle of September. Yeah, they're not that. They're not. I don't think they're that bunch. Yeah, that's baseball. I know season. you've seen it, so you're close to it. Doesn't feel like that's gonna happen. It's unrealistic. It's actually a real big duty wow. stick. Wow, TBT folks, bring him back the duty stick. You, you really hate to see it. You hate to see it. So now what we're talking about, if we're being realistic, is can the New York Mets overcome a four-game lead where there are now looks like three teams and four teams in front of them, including the second wild card leader, which is the Chicago Cubs who are actually four games in front of the Mets, can they overcome that in the calendar month of September? Well, it's not likely, folks. Losing six straight games at home, at home, to the Braves and the Cubs, was a real killer It was tough for the Mets. That really was bad. Have they played better since? Absolutely. At your sweet ass, they have. Mm -hmm. However... They are still sitting behind Philadelphia. They are still sitting behind the Cubs. They're still sitting behind Milwaukee. They are technically a little bit behind Arizona after they win today. They're not just going to have to win. They are going to have to get lucky in terms of these other teams not playing up to their potential. And that is a tough thing to rely on in September. Is it possible? Sure. I counted this team out. I'm not going to do it again. But it is not the most realistic thing. And yes, let's everybody hold off. And it's not just the train man. Let's everybody hold off on comparing Pete Alonso to Aaron Judge. All right? Well, Pete Alonso is having a great rookie season. Pete Alonso is going to have to have a huge September to beat Judge's rookie home run record. But people, people, come on. Aaron Judge, it's not just the hitting. Aaron Judge plays a gold glove caliber right field, Pete Alonso is probably a below average defensive first baseman at this point in his career. Not saying it's going to be a forever thing, 
But is Judge, that, is Judge gold, gold, gold glove caliber? I think he's gold glove caliber. You would say gold glove caliber gold by gold Judge and Wright. That, yes. that, to me... He will not win it this year. ...is a very, very hot take. I think that's a... I don't I think, think it, it is. I'm gonna, I'll throw a duty stick on there, but I won't let you continue. I don't think it is. And he's got an unbelievable cannon of an arm. And, and the thing is, Judge gets so many pitches, and this is not even just an opinion. This is a straight-up fact. Judge gets so many pitches that are out of the strike zone, more than any other player in baseball called against him. You hate to see it, folks. Pete Alonzo is not on the same level as Aaron Judge. It is one season. He is a very good player. He might get there. But Aaron Judge is a top 10 position player in baseball, folks. Been doing this for years. This is his third year. Pete Alonzo needs a couple years to get there. All right, fair enough. All right. So, back to the point. That six-game losing streak for the Mets was an absolute killer. It is going to be difficult for them to claw their way back into this. The one saving grace is that every team in front of them is mediocre at best. Folks. They're all mediocre. Absolutely. What is with this list of teams? The fact that the D-backs are making a hot run now, I mean, they're bound to fall off. After they traded Granky too. Exactly. Exactly. After there, they there, there, there's no way that they could sustain that and stay in the hunt. That's but they, what I'm saying. But they do have Kettle Marte and Eduardo Escobar you know both having unbelievable seasons. Buck all the Kettle Black. Kettle yeah. Marte probably deserves to finish in the top five to seven players in the MVP race. It is He's having that type of year. It's crazy. He is. Uh, he's really having a great year. Yelich having a great year for Milwaukee, but they do not have the pitching. Philly's bullpen, like every team in the NL, is terrible. Not good. It, I mean, what is with it, with with this? Nobody in the NL has a good bullpen. What's with that? I don't know, Michael. Like, you, you, you say that about the Phillies, but then you think about the Mets, and you're like, wow, they're atrocious as well. They're really bad in the bullpen. Right. The Nationals don't have a good bullpen? No, either. it's terrible. <laughs> might be the worst one of all of them. It might be. It really might be. They got Doolittle back, but damn. And the Cubbies are middle of the pack, you know. They're nothing eh. to cry, nothing to cry I mean, who's about. scaring you in there? I mean, Kimbrel, eh. Like, he has not been great. Right. Kinsler, eh. Like I mean, come on. These are, these are, it's embarrassing. I mean, then you look over in the American League, and you see that the Yankees are rolling out Adovino. The Yankees are rolling out Chapman. All right. The well, Yankees we, are rolling out Britain. We got a whole oh, segment hold on, on the Yankees. And then the Astros are, are rolling out Presley, and they're rolling out Ozuna. I mean, th- this is, come on. Where, where are the rest of the teams on this trend? They can't keep they can't keep up with the two big dogs yeah, in the AM. It's a shame. It's a shame. It really is. You hate to see it. You absolutely hate to see it, folks. But folks, right now, I don't want to brag, but we did make a bet on a Peter Luger steak. Oh, it is still intact. It is still intact. The fans are wondering down the stretch who's gonna get that Luger steak. Well, folks, we both are gonna get the Luger steak, but who's paying for that Luger steak right now? Looking like the drain man. Let's hope it stays that way. Your boy loves a nice porterhouse steak. Maybe a little slab of bacon. I'd even treat myself to a couple whiskeys because I can. I'm not paying for the meal. Love to see it, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, the Peter Luger's saga continues, and we will keep you updated. That is for damn sure. And as long as the boys in blue and orange can just squeak their way into the wildcard spot, that is all that it takes for Uncle Train to get the full paid-for Peter Lugies, plus the app, plus two drinks of his choosing. Folks, you absolutely have to love that. So, with that, you know... There's not much more to say. It kind of is what it is. Another big thing that the Mets got now is Rene Rivera. He's back, baby. Reen Rivera is back. He's better than ever. He looks like a little uh, little chipmunk, but you absolutely have to love him. Stocky little chipmunk. He's a great defensive catcher. The whole Mets staff loves the man. He catches an excellent game. He has rapport with every Mets, almost every Mets starter. And folks, 
just saying, it's great to have him back on the team. He calms players down when they need to. Rene Rivera, ladies and gents, you absolutely have to give it up. Welcome back to Queens, Rene. Rene, come welcome on back. Come on, boy. If you're so, listening, welcome back. Rene, and you don't look like a chipmunk. I didn't, I didn't really mean it. You're a great dude. Love you to death. Come on. With that, I believe that concludes the Mets segment. Uh, you know, I can go on and on about, about this team, but you know what? I'll, uh, I mean, words of Austin Powers, I'll stay. Yep. They stink. They will probably disappoint the fans in September. Mickey Calloway still stinks absolutely. Oh, he is. He is making the he really is. fucking decisions. He he. Uh, it's it's. This is what's amazing about Mickey Calloway. And I know we said we were gonna end the segment. He can't. No no no. What's we bring can't it up? do it. Once we gotta talk Mickey Calloway. It hasn't been talked about yet. Fuck. I think what's unbelievable about Mickey Calloway right now, right? When the Mets were playing hot and they were within a half game of the wild card, mm-hmm. and it looked like they were gonna be that team run, that yep. made the magical run, and they still might. Right. Like, like, all jokes aside, they still might do it. Thank you, Michael. But Mickey Calloway, if the Mets somehow make that run and do it, he probably will be in the conversation as he was about two weeks ago for manager of the year. That is insane. No. <laughs> he he could actually win manager of the no, year no, and no. get fired. A la Joe Girardi. Yeah, Mickey no, Calloway stinks awful. It's game game after game in crucial situation makes these stupid moves. Throws in a pinch hitter when he doesn't need to. Start doing double switches like it's his fucking day job. Hate to be mean, but I. And do actually, not it's his day job. But hate to be mean, but it's crazy that the guy ever got hired. I, imagine him. It's in crazy that he didn't even get fired. No, we spent like ten minutes right. on this back in July when he when he threatened the reporter and all that shit. I thought that was it. Per- perfect opportunity, but that was it. You know, the question there is, you know, look what happened afterwards. They played well. What are, I, I'm I'm not gonna he give him not, right. I, it feels like in spite of him. Right. It feels like in spite of him. Right, right. We could uh-huh. go on and on about this as well. But, but it is a storyline for the Mets. Mickey Calloway, it's too, I think... It, it's too classic. I, I classic think, honestly, even if the Mets make the playoffs, he's got to go. He, he is horrendous. It's bad. They have to realize. They have to realize. It's horrendous. How can you not Brody's realize? Brody's got to want his own guy in there. Yeah. I, I think this is it for Calloway regardless. Mickey, Riverdale, baby. But I've been thinking that for months. So, True. could be wrong, folks. Who knows? Who knows with this Mets organization? It's a shuttly run organization. Held up by duct tape and gum. Hate to see it. And you know what? With that, folks, a word from, from our sponsors. Sponsors. They look like babies. It's baby bottle pop. It's a baby bottle pop. Just lick it, dip it, and shake it. And lick it again. It's, it's a baby, baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. It's baby bottle pop. The candy that you can lick and dip and shake it again. Ladies folks, and gentlemen, <laughs> you're going to have to lick it. You're going to have to dip it. And what are you going to do next, Michael? You're absolutely going to have to shake it. And lick it again. Ladies and gents, it's the candy for babies. Babies love it. Adults love it. Children love it. Adolescents love it. It really is a universal crowd blazer. Everybody loves the baby bottle pop. You're going to CVS. You're checking out with your mom. You're online. You see something. It's very bright. It might be blue. It might be green. It might be red. Ladies and gents... It is the baby bottle pop. Well, the thing about the baby bottle pop is it feels like everyone loves it. You gotta love it. Until they're about 12, 13 year, years old. Mm-hmm. See, most people think that when you get bar mitzvahed, you're becoming a man or a woman. Well, of course. Part of that is, you know, you are becoming a man or a woman, but you're also throwing away and pushing aside the baby bottle pop. Really? It's a big part of the tradition and Jewish heritage. You can no longer eat. <laughs> it's, it's like the shit. It's like. <laughs> It's like it's like the shattering of a glass at a wedding. At a bar mitzvah, 
you stick a baby bottle pop under a napkin and you shatter that instead. It's very symbolic of you throwing away the child childhood <laughs> toys. It's absolutely like that, folks. It's a beautiful thing. It's a little known fact, but it's just, it's a fact of life. It is. A fact of life. A fact of life. (laughs) Folks, baby bottle pop. You absolutely have to love it. They came up, I think, maybe in like, I remember it might have been like 2006, 2007. Later on, in our later years, they came out with a different, it wasn't powder inside of the bottle. It was like a crunchy sort of thing, like a crunchy candy. So you licked it. You dip it in, oh, it's and a it's crunchy like duke. <laughs> <laughs> a crunchy dookie pop, crunchy dookie pop. You can lick it, dip it, and shake it, and take a big duke. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it's yeah, the baby so... dookie pop. <laughs> the sister of baby bottle pop, ladies and gents. It's a baby dookie pop. Folks, as you're laughing along with us at home, you have to realize we do not write a script for this. This is completely ad-lib. It's off the cuff. It is absolutely off the cuff. And folks, baby Baby bottle pop. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feels like we never left because we haven't gone anywhere. We're still here sitting in chairs taking dukes. There's a guy using a fucking power drill. Sounds like a dentist's office is being set up outside. He's literally taking a big old duke right outside I've never seen that of Uncle Tran's window. Absolutely. He's, it's, it's, there's no thought behind it. It's a terrible, I mean, it's a terrible thing. He's literally on. taking a big old duke right. and he, he thinks nobody could hear him. And meanwhile, we're listening to it. We're not enjoying it. I hope the listeners cannot hear that going on in the background. I hope it's too far and the decibels are not high enough to reach this here microphone. Great you'd, microphone. You'd hope that the Tootin. Audio uh, Technics is the brand. You'd hope that the Shout Tootin out. is not making it to the microphone. I uh, can't have any Tootin. He's still going. He's still going. Unbelievable. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Come on! Can you shut the fuck up? Can you please shut the fuck up? I'm trying to record a damn podcast. Thank you! Alright, folks. Well, we're talking Yankees. Ladies and gents, Michael, I'll let you kickstart the Yank segment. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Yankees, who yesterday became the first team in Major League Baseball this season to reach 90 wins. Now, what's the significance of that? Well, in recent memory, teams who have been getting to 90 wins first have been reaching the World Series. Does it matter? Probably not. Absolutely not. Am I irrationally excited about it anyway? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, real talk, folks. The Yankees are really damn good. We've known this all season. No duty sticks there. We've known it all season. I'm not going to really use this segment. You know, the last segment we gave you a PSA, by the way, your boy was correct, so if you are listening to the pod, you're welcome. Well, What I'm going to talk about is what's really prevalent right now for the New York Yankees, right? So the New York Yankees are in an absolute bloodbath battle for something that is very important. We all know the Yankees are making the playoffs. We all know the Yankees are probably winning the AL East. The magic number is pretty low. It's in the teens right now. So the Yankees should clinch, hopefully, by the middle of September. And here's the thing, folks. What's really important right now is the Yankees are competing with the Astros and the Dodgers for home field throughout the playoffs. This is absolutely huge. It is huge for the Yankees. I'm going to tell you exactly why it's so astronomically big. Tell me, Michael. Well, first of all, if we take a take a uh, 
Back to the Future shuttle. Well, shuttle back, baby. Come on. Where's the DeLorean? Somebody get me that DeLorean. We're taking, we're taking the DeLorean all the way back to 2017. Marty! Marty! I fixed the car! That's McFly! My dog, that's my McFly! McFly! We're taking the DeLorean back to 2017, <laughs> folks. And in 2017, the Yankees got to the ALCS. They made an unbelievable run, but they ran into the powerhouse that was the Houston Astros, led by Justin Verlander and Jose Altuve. Well, what ha- happened in that series? Well, Yankees lost in seven. Great series. Uh, not not a great end result, but it was a great series overall. Great year for the Yanks. But they lost in seven games mainly because they weren't able to win a game away from Yankee Stadium. The Astros also, on the other hand, could not win a game at Yankee Stadium. So, it's very crucial, based on that, that the Yankees play the majority of games at home. However, 2017 was two years ago. You might be saying, big dog, give me a little bit more up-to-date information on the Yanks, why you think it's so important. Well, I'll tell you why. Yankees' last 20 series at home, heading into this series against Texas, where they lost the first game, you know how many times they've lost out of their last 20 series at home? Uncle Trey. I would love to know. I have no idea. It's a big fat whopping zero times. Folks. They have not lost a series at home since April. Okay? That's insane. In that time there have been two uh, uh, there have been a, a few ties, three to be exact. Um but it is just it shows you how tough this team is to beat when they are at home. They play their best baseball at home. They are built for that ballpark. A lot of righties hitting oppo tacos to the short porch. Oh, Judgey loves the, the oppo tacos. He never, he, he never pulls it, ever. It's unbelievable. He's been pulling it more recently. Never pulls but, it. And the pitchers are all significantly better at home. So it is important. It is gigantic yeah. for the Yankees to get home field advantage, hopefully throughout the playoffs. But I'm also going to caveat that a little bit. Caveat away. It is more important that they get it throughout the AL playoffs. I really think that if they had to go into LA Dodgers, yep. if they had to go in into their house, as we saw uh, just last weekend, they can take care of business there. There would it, also be so many Yankee fans in LA. Right. So. It, it would be okay. I, I'm not as scared of the Dodgers as I am of the Astros. I think everyone knows that. So... That is what September is all about, folks. It's let's get home field advantage and also let's get the boys healthy. Can the Yankees, for the first time in 2019, be as as close to whole as possible? Folks, mm. we got Luis Severino. Made his boy. first rehab start the other day. And? Don't worry so much about the result. It was okay. He only threw about an inning. It's more about how does he feel after it? How's the ball coming out of his hand? And all reports, folks, are that it was looking pretty good. Fastball sitting 94 to 96. We will take that all day. Gotta wait for the results to come. <clears throat> and now he is set to pitch again on Friday in Scranton. After that, Scranton. could he be ready to come back to the Yankees? Will it take one more rehab start? He can't sit in the minors for too long, folks. Yeah, can't, absolutely cannot. <clears throat> he just actually isn't allowed to with the way that rehab works. So, Oh, we actually can. So, yeah, he can. <laughs> so Severino will be with the Yankees hopefully sooner rather than later. This is absolutely huge, folks. We need him back. You need him as that fourth guy in the postseason. 
along with Paxton, Herman, and uh, Masahiro Tanaka. He needs to be at least stretched out, in my opinion, three, four innings, and use him as, you know, you can you can open a game with Green and go right to Severino. It is extremely yep. important that he comes back. Now, along with him, some other reserves on the way. Gio Urshela on the IL. Hopefully he comes back soon. They don't think it's going to be too far off the 10 days. Eddie Encarnacion, the parrot, is going to be strolling around the Bronx tomorrow, folks. He is coming back on Tuesday. You'll love to see it with Eddie Encarnacion. It will be nice to have him back. Dylan Betances, hopefully set to begin rehab soon. He will be just another force out of that bullpen if he can be, come back and be fully healthy. Oh, yeah. And Aaron Hicks began throwing today. Once he starts throwing, a couple days later, he is set to start hitting. Put him a couple rehab games. Aaron Hicks is ginormous for this team, folks. The defense that he puts out there in center field, he's a great on-base guy. This guy is really big, and he's had some big-time clutch hits for the Yankees this year as oh, well. Yeah. If they can get all of these guys back together. Oh, and by the way, I didn't even mention former MVP Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, baby. Michael Stanton. Who has started baseball activities again. He's been hitting on the field. Maybe he can come back. Folks, these guys need to get back by about September 20th, play a few games in the regular season, and get themselves set for the playoffs. Yep. If they can get everyone back, folks, they're going to have a really strong team heading in. To, to the postseason, and I'm, I'm pretty damn excited about it. I really right. am. I'm not counting my chickens, though. I, I've watched this team all Can't year. Injuries have been coming left and right, left and right, right and left, and uh, you never know what's going to happen, but this team is in good position, folks, and everyone should be excited to watch the boys play out the rest of September and play into October. It's got to be nice being in a situation where you have such a comfortable lead in the division that you know it's pretty much an automatic lock that you're getting into the postseason. Honestly, I can't even imagine that for the life of me. It right. is it is nice. Rest of the AL East, you know. There's stress. You, you do have the Rays, yep. who have been getting you know very hot lately, uh, <laughs> coming off of a hot sweep against Cleveland. Yep. Um, obviously, it's still not going to catch the Yanks. It's still what you know, more than ten games back, right? Something, something, yeah, something along those are, lines, around ten games back. Yeah, they're around ten games back. It'll get you the actual number very quickly here. The Sox, today. Sox have been playing well, you know, in, in com comparison to uh, their piece of Duke first half. They've started to pick it up again. I don't think they're going to be able to catch anybody. They're not going to be taking a leap in the wild card. They're in another four or five games back, I believe, from the Rays. Um, Yankees are nine up on the Rays right now. They are nine up on the Rays. Okay, so that's comfortable. That's comfortable. And then the Rays are six up on Boston. Right. So you got a, a sizable lead. It's, it's sizable. sizable. It feels good, but let me tell you something. There is still stress here because I think for the Yankees right now, just getting in is not enough. This is a World Series or Boston you want type home field. season. You want home field. For the Yanks, uh, anything short of a championship is going to be difficult to stomach is how it is. That's such a crazy statement. But it's true. It's true, but it, it's just such an outlandish statement. It's true, though. For any other team. Right. But it, but it's true because this team, first of all, they're the Yankees, and typically it is World Series or bust for right. them. But I will say in 2017 when they didn't win, that was still a satisfying season because the expectations were not there. It was such a tough stroke. It was such a tough stroke. Right, team. and they played that team well, and you knew that the fact that like, took them through seven. Judge yeah, yeah. basically came out of nowhere to become one of the best players in the right. American League. Gary Sanchez that year was great. I mean, the team really looked like uh, 
it, it was not those were not the expectations i think actually 2019 when people were looking at the yankees and how they built their farm system up again 2019 was the year that everyone expected them to return to relevance yep they returned quicker than expected they really never left uh they never completely left um so this feels like a big year Totally. It just it, it just feels like the, the way that they win games and the way that this team goes about their business, the storylines are there. They feel like a team of destiny, yep. folks. Yeah, <clears throat> they're never they're never never out of any game, no matter how big the lead is. Right. You know, they, go, going into eight, like the bottom of the eighth, they're down four zero to the A's to a really good A's team right. that they to nobody's surprised that that they had a re- that they just got swept by. Right. And what happens? Well, they, they score three. It's crazy. Gardner comes up against one of the best closers in the American League this yep. year. Liam Hendricks hits a home run. Yep. Mike Ford, next man up mentality, Mike Ford, pinch hit, bomb, and right. the Yankees win that game. I mean, outside of Hendricks, their bullpen is a little bit It's of, not great. It's a, it's a big old-fashioned steaming pile of Duke. It's not great, but Hendricks was the but guy still, who was in. you got to be able to make those clutch hits. Yeah. Melvin was managing that yep. game like it was game seven of the ALCS. Yeah. Bringing Hendricks in for five outs. Of course. Didn't pay off. Yankees are a resilient bunch. They're a gritty bunch. You've heard me say that on the pod before, Gotta folks. Gotta tip the cap, baby. Mike Ford. Oh, the fuck is Mike Ford? Mike Ford is the pride of Princeton. And now he's hitting dongs every other. He's the pride of Princeton. He's the son of two doctors, folks. He is a <laughs> comes from a phenomenal background. He's a good kid. He's got a heart of gold. Heart of gold. And one of the one of the best bat flips you'll see this season when he hit that home uh, run. Yeah. It was pretty Maybe pretty swagged that. out. Uh, so yeah, questions remain about the Yankees pitching, <clears throat> no doubt about it. But there are no questions about the division. There are no questions about the division right now, except Mark Trumbo is back, back in the lineup for the first time in over a year with the O's. Oh, is he? Yeah. Trumbo. So I think it's confirmed that the O's are about to win uh, fifty of their next twenty-five. They're about to win out. They're, they're not to play the yep. Yankees anymore. And they're probably going to win out. And they're going to take a sweeping lead, <laughs> and you absolutely have to love it. And one last thing I want to say about the Yankees, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give it up for Aaron Boone. Come on. Aaron Boone, facing some tough competition. The man better win manager of the year. Unbelievable job by him with this team. He pushes the right buttons. He has kept this team motivated when a lot of managers probably wouldn't be able to do that with the amount of injuries that they had. And man, he has managed a hell of a season for the Yankees. I think he has turned a lot of people who didn't like the way he was managing games last year into believers. Aaron Boone, we gotta give it up for you, man. Gotta it's been a hell of a year. Gotta it's been a hell of a year. And uh, and with that, a word from, from our, our sponsors. sponsors. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. Pizza bagel bites. Bite-sized pizza on wholesome little bagels. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. Second, Michael. When pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's bite-sized little pizza bagel bites from Totino's, or is pizza, is is bagel bites the brand? No, I think bagel bites is the brand. I really do. Shit. Um, I don't think it's Totino's. Totino's always does the well, other. Uh, they pizza do pizza roll. rolls. They're pizza They're rolls. Pizza rolls. Pizza ba- Where do you stand on the whole pizza bagels versus pizza rolls? It depends on the mood. They're both great. Both unbelievable. They're both great. I think the pizza rolls, it's an absolute death wish 95% of the time, not because it ruins your stomach, like most foods do to me, but because they are so piping hot on the inside, and you never can judge quite how hot they are without just biting into it. And oftentimes you bite it, you can even try to like, you know, 
nibble a little corner off and then see if a lot of steam comes out. But sometimes you just bite it, a hole bursts on the other end, and it gets all over your hands. It either burns your hand or it burns your mouth. If you eat pizza rolls, something's getting burned. Right. Or you're eating them cold. It's one or the other. Right. The thing with pizza rolls, pizza rolls actually hold a very special place in my heart because when I was a child growing up, go over to my friends Matt and Zach's house. Matt Zach, shout out, baby, come on. It would always, always, yeah, big shout out to Matt and Zach. They, they listen. It would they always, I think they they listen sometimes. They dabble with the pot. They dabble. They you know, they dabble. So Matt and Zach. So Matt and Zach, they always had the pizza rolls at their house. And you just love the pizza rolls. It's the nostalgia factor. It's a nostalgia factor. That kicks in. That absolutely kicks in. I think I've had pizza rolls way way more than I've had pizza bagels. Oh, see, I've had pizza bagels, I think, way more than really? I've had pizza rolls. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ladies we're going sh- to I mean, shake on that. Uh, they're both great. Bygones be bygones. They're both great. Everybody. I think if I had to choose, I'm going with the pizza bagels. I might go with pizza rolls if I had to choose. It's interesting. I don't think everybody's got their own choice. Here. Absolutely not. They're because both great. With the bagels, sometimes the cheese can slide completely off. Maybe they're not, you know, if you're getting with a little pepperoni bites on the top, some of them might only have one little tiny piece of pepperoni, like one nugget of meat, and like just bagel, right? maybe a little bit of cheese, right? but not much, then you're disappointed. I think with both Pizza rolls is steady. You're getting a steady amount right. filled in there. That assembly line in the factory, I would love to get video footage of I that. think with both of them, you mainly just want to stick to cheese. I, I don't think you want... The, the little pepperoni oh, dudes, they're, they're, so, like they're little, so processed. Those are literally like pieces of dude. You don't really know what they are. They're like little pieces of bird dude coming little out. Bird, like it's little pellets dude. of dude. They should call them bird dookie bites. They, should, yeah. they, they shouldn't even be able to brand them as pizza bagels or pizza rolls. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And ladies and gentlemen, you absolutely have to love it. You absolutely have to suck it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it feels like we never left. I keep fucking saying that. I guess no, that's good. That. Keep, okay. keep going. Well, it keep does feel like we never left. Well, because we haven't left yet. We haven't. Folks, we're still here. We're sitting in chairs, we're talking baseball, farting up a storm. Our next segment is called September Storylines. I was lobbying to call it September Stickouch, but you know, Michael didn't want to do that, so you hate to see it. Folks, I apologize, but that segment giving you something fresh. Segment's already been done. I'm giving you something fresh. Stickouch! Now, the first storyline is actually going to be relevant to Yankees and Mets fans. Folks! How about the batting title races? Ladies and gents. That are it, coming down to September. It's getting absolutely heated. And do you, want, do you want to do a little AL or NL first? Let's talk about the NL first. Let's talk about it, folks. Right now, leading the charge is Anthony Rendon. Tony, a.k.a. the Tone Dog Rendy. He's got a 337 batting average, folks. Up in second place is Brian Reynolds. He is hitting 335. Then you got Christian Yelich at 326. And in fourth place, folks, you have Jeffy Mack. When, when are, are you, you coming, coming back? back? To get a few more hits and actually assert yourself a little bit more in this race. No, it's a shame. Because McNeil is hitting 322, 15 points off the pace Jeffy, currently. Jeffy Mack has dropped off significantly in his last few games since returning from the 10-day DL slash IL. But he we won. know what McNeil is capable of. Absolutely. So the man just came, he just broke an 0-15 slump, which obviously had a huge blow to his batting average. Now let's see... What he could do over the next few games, it seems like he has already picked it up. He had a dong today, plus a couple of hits. Ladies and gents, he's clawing back. I think Brian Reynolds, we're not sure if he will be in the legitimate conversation as an eligible player I think he will for be. the I batting think he will title. So right now, he's at 409 at-bats. You need 502 at-bats to qualify. I think he's going to get there. I don't think he would be showing up on this list on MLB.com. 
if he wasn't going to qualify because you don't see someone like Gio or Shella on this list because he will not qualify. Well, folks, you know what? That's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. We won't call it a guarantee, but as of right now, he does qualify, and he is sitting in second place. Because how many games have we got to go? Depends on the team. Um, Depends on the team, but there's about 22, 23 games left per team. Okay. Um, So if he plays every single game, so he gets four at-bats a game. Right. It'll be around there. It'll be close. It'll be, I, it, it's close, it, but it's not a guarantee. So, folks, we'll see. But we'll, we'll see. include him for now. Uh, you'll, but, you'll include him for now. By default, I will call Jeffy Mack in third place. You will call Jeffy Mack in third well. place. Now, may I ask you something? Who do you think? You think Rendon's going to win this thing? I mean, he's at 337. The man is hot. I think hell. I think he's having he, a great year. You think he wins this thing? I mean, I would love for Jeffy Mack to win it, obviously, being the Mets fan that I am. But... Unfortunately, Rendon, he has just been so rock solid the entire year, and he's only getting even hotter right. since the All-Star break. He is. He wants to get paid this offseason. This guy, through all the shit that's been going on with free agency, this guy is going to get paid. Yep. I think he gets over $200 million. I think you have to look at Nolan Arenado's extension in the offseason as the comparison for Rendon. And this month is huge for him. I mean, let's just talk about it. Besides the batting title, sorry to stray away for a little bit. Yeah, we'll stay. Tony Rendon, 337 average, 417 OBP, 32 home runs, 111 ribeyes, yep. 103 runs scored, and somehow this guy is not even being mentioned in the MVP conversation. That just speaks to how good Yelich and Bellinger have been, right. but damn. Still, it's, 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 Tony un- it's unbelievable. Tony, he's only behind Freddie Freeman, one of the best most consistent hitters in the NL over the last few years. He's only following him in ribeyes. Freddie Free, 114. Tony Rendy, 111. Unbelievable. Rendy's OPS is 1.057. Folks, the boy's absolutely mashing the cover off the ball. He's been great. Getting timely hits. Driving the boys in. You hate to see it. The Nats absolutely stink the big farts. No denying it. Let's mosey on over to the AL. And in the AL, leading the charge right now is Le Machine, Le MVP, DJ LeMayhew. DJ LeMayhew. LeMayhew hitting 332. And just like everything seems to be this September and whole, you know, possibly October, it's coming up Yankees versus Astros because right behind him is Michael Brantley. Two off-season signings for the two best clubs in the American League. Two pretty underrated signings when they happened. Well, Michael Brantley's hitting 327, and actually the next best person in the AL is Hanser Alberto. Ladies Something is actually going well for Baltimore. He looks like he's 16 years old. He absolutely have to love it. 323. I do not see him beating out LeMahieu or Brantley. This feels like a a Bronx versus Houston thing. I've been watching LeMahieu play all season. I really hope this guy wins this one. DJ. He is just calm, cool, collected. He is clutch. And this would be a second batting title, folks. This would be a second batting title. And no. it would prove everyone, well, he already did, but he has really proven everyone who thought that he was only a product of court right. along this season. He is fantastic. He deserves to be mentioned in the MVP conversation, in my opinion. And DJ LeMahieu, I believe, will pull this thing out. And ladies and gents, following Hanser, the baby boy Alberto, are three Red Sox players. By the way, the Red Sox stink. They do stink the absolute duke. But you got the Devi boy, 
you got Joey Martin, and you have the Bogeyman. The X-Man. The Bogeyman. The Bogeyman. Let's take a dunk on the Bogeyman. Ladies and gents, Boston has a silver lining to their season right now. They still got the core, you know. No that, pitching. No pitching. The pitching, it absolutely stinks ass, and you hate to see it. I love to see it. Uh, Moving on. That's a teacher's own. Moving on. We must talk about the American League Cy Young race. Let's well, talk. This one is not coming up Yankees-Houston. It's coming up all Houston. As Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander battle. Two aces in Houston battling for the one and two spots yep. in the Cy Young race. We all know Justin Verlander just threw his third no-hitter, which as much as I hate to see it as a Yankee fan, holy shit. He is one of the all-time greats. He's solidified. No Hitters. Solidified. He is a first ballot, no doubt about it, Hall of Famer, folks. Yeah, and it's it, the no-hitter is overlooking one of the most unbelievable stats, in my opinion, of this year, which is his .772 whip. That's unbelievable. There has only been one MLB pitcher in history who has posted a lower whip in 190-plus innings pitch, and that is the GOAT, ex-Mets great, Pedro Martinez, back in 2000. That is an unbelievable stat. And just to even just to drive that point home a little further, drive it, baby, little deuce coop. Come Verlander, on now, boy. Verlander with the .77 whip. The next closest in baseball is his teammate Garrett Cole, who we just referred to. Jesus. But he's got a .95 whip, which is still stellar. But damn, Verlander has a sizable lead in that category. I think Verlander, as you so rightly called it at the beginning of the season. With this no-hitter, with the fact that he's thrown almost 20 more innings than Cole, with the fact that everything else is still pretty close between them, I think Verlander's going to take this one home, and I think the no-hitter solidified it. Yeah. Wow, what a season for He's Justin one of the Verlander. all-time great pitchers of our generation. Like and a fine line, he's only gotten better with age. Ladies and gents, 36, and he gets to go home to Kate Upton every night, and you absolutely have to love that, America's sweetheart. Folks. He's really unbelievable. You got to tip the cap. I hate him. I really do. Really, really don't like him. He's a goat. Really don't like him, but yeah, well, you hate to see it. Absolutely, you got to tip the cap sometimes. And what's on? Uh, what's on? What's on your mind? I mean, what's on your mind? Well, I got a couple things on my mind. One is going to be the big old fashioned duke I'm going to take after this. <laughs> Building up for a couple uh, couple hours now. Um, following that, I don't know. I'm probably going to follow uh, catch up on Fargo. Been watching Fargo lately. Just finished season one. Shout out to Tyler Kirk who suggested that show to me. Season one, if anybody has not watched, highly suggest Billy Bob Thornton is absolutely unbelievable. Oh, Billy Bob. And the guy who plays uh, 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 Ringo in The Hobbit, <laughs> Bilbo. Oh, Ringo. Ringo Starr in oh, The Ringo Hobbit. Ringo Starr. Starring in The Hobbit. In The Hobbit. Oh. I wrote a song about an octopus. Shut up, Ringo. You're lucky we let you play drums. And folks, with that, <laughs> we will say goodbye. We're getting delusional. So hopefully a couple weeks from now, we will have an even better look at the playoff picture yep. will the Mets be hanging around we hope not only time will tell will the Yankees be solidifying themselves as home field advantage winners you really hope not throughout October you really hope so you would hate to see it and who will be wrapping up the two wild card spots in both divisions hopefully we have a little bit more information then as we head into October it's going to be a great Ladies month and folks. Gents, we are wrapping it up in a nice little spinach tortilla Alright, we're leaving the plane to our tail at the door, and we're grabbing a spinach one. We're trying to be a little bit healthy, even though it's really not that much healthier than the plane to our tail. We are, Fun putting, we are putting some Swiss cheese on it, we're putting a little tomato, we're putting a little pepper, we're putting a little balsamic. Roasted peps, obviously. Roasted peps, I mean, come on. It's a, by default. 
Maybe a little bit of gabagool. Oh. Hey, come. Where's the gabagool? I'll take the extra gabagool. Ladies and gents, it's gabagool and capicola in the morning. Sip a cups of joe. Take a big old-fashioned dukes. You absolutely have to love it. You absolutely have to suck it. Arrivederci, baby. We will see you in two weeks. Come on, boy.